Hi everybody, you're listening to The Rob Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rock bondage. Rock bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend that you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rock Podcast. I'm Fox the Rigger, she's Maya the Rope Bottom. We're rope partners. We've been doing rope for a while now from Thailand. Um, and today we have a rope focus episode where we focus on a specific tie. Uh, yes, today we're going to talk about a type of tie that is most often associated with suspension, and that is the hip harness. Oh, so what is the hip harness? The hip harness is a harness, so something that goes around a body part in order to attach to it and support it, uh, that goes, wait for it, around the <laughs> hips. <laughs> okay, but, so... but what are the hips, are you going to ask me, Maya? Uh, sure. Uh, jokes aside, there's, there's actually a debate, potentially, uh, between what's hip rope and what's waist rope. Okay, alright. And I have a definition that, my definition, and feel very free to disagree with it if you want to. Um, so you know on your hip you have this uh, funny bone on each side that's kind of like shaped yeah. like Mickey Mouse ears? Okay, I've never thought about it like that, but yes, I'm aware uh, of the hip bone. We um, would call it the hip bone in yeah, English. Yeah, that's the, the, iliac, the iliac crest, yeah? is its yeah. actual name. And so for me, when the rope is above that crest, it's waist rope. Yeah, I would agree. And when the rope is below that crest, it's uh, hip rope. So that's what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. is hip rope, so below that crest. Okay, all right. So... Um... Talk to us about what what we might be using this uh, hip harness for. Give us some context before we start talking about it. All right. Uh, you can use it in floor rope. Uh, the main use I would see for it in floor rope is to restrain other body parts to it. For instance, um, you could tie someone's hands to their hips in the back. Okay. Uh, kind of um, uh, handcuffs position a little bit with their um, hands stuck in their back. Um, most often you would use it in the context of suspensions, though. Okay, and what kind of um, what kind of uh, examples might we use in suspension, and why why might we choose? Because I understand there's lots of different hip harnesses, Fox. Yes, that's going to be a theme of this episode. Is it's it's going to be very varied, the kinds of hip harnesses you tie, and each has pros and cons and so on, so there are many types. Uh, so for suspensions, mostly we're going to find it used, A, for inversions, and probably inversion from a hip harness is the easiest type of inversion you could tie, I would say, at least as the rigger. That's not necessarily what the bottom <laughs> would feel easiest, yeah, okay. to be clear. But as a rigger, yeah. I feel it's one of the easiest inversions you can learn. Right. Um, and then you can use the hip harness as a, a major support for horizontal suspensions. So when your bottom is lying flat, either face up or face down. And lastly, you can also use uh, certain hip harnesses in a vertical suspension. So the person is basically standing up or sitting up, but suspended. Okay. And what what kind what are the most common hip harnesses? Like I get that there's a lot, but um I think there are some that people use more often. 
two of the most common include the Swiss seat, uh, which is one you can learn in the army if you're taught how to uh, rappel down, for instance, as a kind of thing they would use. Uh, another one that is fairly common is called the gunslinger, when you have some wraps around the waist, and then it goes down uh, around one of the legs uh, to give uh, further stability so it doesn't slip up as easily. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as a few reverse tension wraps around the hips, though, with nothing going to the legs. Uh, personally, the one I favor is the one from uh, Nina Russ. And it's actually one you can learn uh, in the videos uh, from our um, affiliate uh, partner, uh, SNM. So in his uh, Shibari tutorials, there's a very good video from Nina that teaches how to tie that uh, hip harness. And why do you like that one best? Uh, for me, a really a key factor is accessibility, because I tend to do more sexual rope generally and some hip harness can obstruct access to the genitals or to the ass area and for me it was quite important to uh, settle down for a hip harness that wasn't going to interfere in the sexy times in the rope and that's why i chose that one yeah uh, it's also one that i can suspend in any direction sometimes reinforcing it with an additional rope if needed to prevent it opening up depending on the direction of the pull. Uh, and so yeah, that's the one I've chosen uh, very early in my rigor career, so to speak, and it's served me extremely well. And I've never actually felt the need to, um, to know another. And so what other things are we considering when choosing our hip harness? I think other things to consider besides that accessibility point is how difficult to tie uh, the hip harness uh, you're looking at is, because some are much more intricate and complex than others. Some take a lot longer, so depending on what you like. Uh, if you like something that's quick and easy, that's probably a factor. And also risk level of your hip harness, because some, uh, I'm thinking of the Swiss seat in particular, can ride up quite high in the groin, and that's, I feel, not the best for um, nerve impingement risks. Yeah, that, that doesn't feel so good. Um, and comfort level, I'm going to throw in there Yeah. for the bunny, for the yeah, bottom. Um, so the accessibility thing, uh, I understand, but the, the kind of mermaid, um, which I'm going to call a hip harness because it goes on the hips as okay. well as going down the legs, like it... Yeah. I don't know what else we're calling it. An in-part hip harness is super comfortable, mm -hmm. but you don't like it because it, there are only certain things you can do in it. But from a bunny perspective, I don't really like um, things wrapped around my inner thighs. Mm -hmm. um, and so when doing hip harnesses with that in there, it's, it's always going to be less comfortable for me. So it's an interesting one for a rigger to think about how comfortable is this going to be for bottoms in general but also for bottoms specifically in terms of what they like and dislike and for the particular tie that you're doing so maya as a bottom who has tied with quite a few different riggers have you found that they tended to use very different uh hip harness or similar ones um it varied i mean often um lines around the top of the iliac crest 
I'm just poking myself to see, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then something wrapped around the leg is pretty common. Um, But the gunslinger to both legs is also something that happens, like with something going further down, Mm -hmm. or wrapping around the leg with more wraps, so that Mm -hmm. it's not just all the pressure on one wrap on the leg, but there's more, or that mermaid-type style where it's much more, almost like a net around the Mm -hmm. hips, yeah. Um, also. There's also the the drum style is a bit uh, closer to that one with more rope all around to like make kind of a basket around your butt, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not sure how often I've tied with people who've used the Swiss seat. I'm just thinking that, like, it's not. Yeah, I know of only one person in our rope community that uses that, and personally, I I don't find it very good for rope bondage. It's it's not a a tie I'm a big fan of. Um. Yeah, interesting. I'm just I'm just thinking back, but my experiences with people here, but also quite varied of, of mm-hmm. time with people more wide. Okay, um, and so it's, the difficulty level is one of the things that you talked about. So what what um, what kind of things uh, are we thinking about around difficulty level? Uh, well, basically your harnesses are ties you're gonna want to be quite fluent with, so you need to be able to tie them efficiently and safely from memory. And so I think it's important to be realistic and know who you are as a rigger and do you want to memorize a tie that has 120 steps, which very possibly <laughs> the answer is yes. Like there's many people who have a lot of fun geeking out on super complex ways to tie your TK and so on. And if that's your thing, more power to you. But I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not there so much and I like something that's practical and that I know I'm going to like be able to tie without hesitation every time. So yeah, I did have an eye to simplicity also when I chose mine. Hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free, far from it actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. Um, and in terms of safety level for the bottom, we've talked about the, the nerve impingement and I've talked about the discomfort piece. Um, mm-hmm. Are there other safety risks that we need to think about? It's not a super dangerous tie in itself. I mean, suspension is dangerous, obviously, but the hip harness is not going to bring most of that danger. Uh, there are some types of fainting that can be associated with sitting in a hip harness or something similar, but that for most people would take a really long time uh, to happen and probably longer than you spend in your uh, typical rope scene. Um, so unless you have some circulation or heart issues, I don't think that's going to be a really big thing. And uh, then generally the hips are actually a super solid part of the body and then can really take a lot. So that's why harnesses are kind of awesome uh, just make sure to check your medical history for like bone issues like if you fractured some things in that area in from your rigor but otherwise the hips are super solid yeah what I would actually say from a bottoms perspective is that it's not so much about the hips as a as a bone it's going to be more about the flesh on the hips mm-hmm. um, so making sure that your hip harness doesn't slip is yeah. really important yeah. um, because this is the place where I think if we think about all of the ties we do 
um, the the hip harness is one of the ties that takes the most weight usually. Yes. Um, it's going to be the bunny's preference, the bottom's preference for taking weight. So they're mm-hmm. going to get you to adjust for it to take more weight. And mm-hmm. just naturally, the 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 way that that is, that the center of gravity is, means that it's going to take the most weight. Absolutely. So it's it's going to slip a bit probably, um, even if it's very very fractionally especially if you're doing a lot of um, dynamic rope uh, mm-hmm. suspension transitions, it's going to slip a bit like you, it just is. Um, but the the more you can tie it so it doesn't do that and the more solid it is, the better. Um, I also have a preference about where on my hips I like to be tied from a center of gravity perspective. Interesting. So talk to us about that a little bit. Um, so if I'm doing a suspension where my hips are taking a certain amount – so. <laughs> So I am uh, hourglass shaped with a generously yeah, okay. proportioned bottom and a generously proportioned bosoms, but my waist is well, it is narrower compared to them. Think a uh, rap girlfriend. Think what? Rapper's girlfriend, you know, like big back, baby got back. Oh my no! Think just generously proportioned hourglass figure. That's just fine. Or look on boxes on my profiles and I'm sure you'll see 20 million naked photos of me. Anyway. There are a lot of pictures of you on FetLife. The point is um, that my, like depending on the suspension we're doing, um, I can hold a suspension a lot longer. So if it's like a face up, if the hip, the weight on the hip is in a certain place versus another place. Like it makes a really big difference for me Um, and slightly lower down. Uh, helps helps a lot. So more slightly closer to the sacrum than mm-hmm. to the iliac crest, and it is like a couple of inches either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm quite. And it's it going to be uh, very personal, so you need to lab a bit with your partner to know what he or she prefers, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned slipping, which I think is a really important issue on hip harnesses. Uh, I am a rigger who tends to tie very tight. And I tie tighter than most riggers as a personal style choice. Uh, but I would say the hip harness is really not something you can afford to tie loose. Like hip harnesses need to be pretty snug. Yeah, definitely. And even with trying our hip harness is quite snug. When we're doing dynamic suspensions, it's one of the places that I get um, blisters. And part of that is because, um, in honesty, I'm not 20 and so my uh skin is not as uh what you call um elastic yeah elastic and it's not going to bounce back as much and um i'm also rounder and so there's probably some slippage there as well so there are some practical considerations you know if you have a a 20 year old with no flesh on their bones then they're probably not going to get as many blisters basically (laughs) blisters can be really fun though we call them fun bubbles you call them fun bubbles. We call them fun bubbles. <laughs> um, all right. So how are we using our hip harnesses? Like we talked about the floor rope mm-hmm. um, and the suspensions. We talked about the suspensions. Uh, what else? When you use I them in suspensions, one thing I haven't said yet is you can anchor to them in a variety of ways. Um, and also uh, they're quite good to uh, attach to from the side. If you're doing a side suspension, they're super versatile. I yeah. would say a good hip harness is probably the most versatile um, tie you can learn. Uh, they can also be used to hold toys in place. Okay. 
Uh, classic is tying a Hitachi wand into the hip harness so it keeps the Hitachi wand on the person's clitoris, for instance, and mm -hmm. uh, it becomes a hand free uh, enhancement to your rope. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can also use it to hold things in place internally, such as a dildo or a butt plug, and then put the rope over the um, ingress point so that the toy can't be pushed out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can, on top of that, wear them under clothes for going out and so on. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, going to uh, Sunday morning's... Uh, Farmers markets with uh, hip harness <laughs> holding a butt plug in place must be a very exciting experience indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's give some examples of where we use it. Like for me, my favorite, um, my favorite easy suspension is flipping upside down. Yeah. Um, this this is my like. It's a, it, you can as a safe early experiment in suspension for someone it's a really good one because you can leave the hands free they mm -hmm. can put their hands on the floor um it but just especially because awesome. you can revert it immediately if something's going wrong yeah yeah and yeah. in newer bottoms you can flip them upside down they stay there usually 30 seconds to one minute and then they want to come back up and you just flip them back up and you can repeat several times until they get more comfortable with the position yeah. Bear in mind, if you do that, um, and this is what sometimes catches people, is that the weight when you tie it in, so when they try out the hip harness, mm -hmm. um, they're going to lift their feet up at first, like mm -hmm. to, to give yourself um, a bit of a go to see, okay, does it hold me? So a new bottom especially. When they turn, the rope is going to change um, the center of gravity and to change where the weight is and that can be quite painful Absolutely. and if for example like me you spent half an hour upside down it's going to be quite coming back from that i always like i know it's always going to be quite hurty hmm. absolutely uh that being said in that case if you spent half an hour upside down you can also just come slowly down to the floor um by uh well, you can, and yet we haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, I, now you tell me. Yeah, I, I know the kind of fun you like to have, so I make it special yeah. for you. And we did a nice scene once with um, a double inverted suspension with this, didn't we? Absolutely. So, so you were um, face to face with uh, another one of my partners, and you were uh, in the mirror, I would say. <laughs> uh, and you were both inverted from uh, hip harnesses with uh, lines coming from either side. So a bit of a swing type suspension, I guess you could call it. And then you were both upside down and holding hands, and that was very cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and as you say, this is a super versatile um, hip harness, so a uh, tie. So we've used it in like a million different scenes. So um, many. I, I, I mean, maybe almost half of my suspensions have featured it, I would say. Yeah, because honestly, without a hip harness, a suspension you're not tying to the point which has a lot of weight on. And so right. it's a lot harder to hold a suspension without, a, depending on which way it is, it's a lot harder to hold it without a hip harness. I would say a majority of bottoms prefer having a hip harness for suspension. Yeah. I know uh, of a few who enjoy suspensions without, like from just the chest and the legs, but they are definitely the minority. 
and they would have a really strong core. So yes. you need a really they, strong they core. They tend to be sporty yeah. people, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would prefer that or a hip line, at mm -hmm. least. Uh, hip harnesses also use the tongue for self-suspension. They tend to be the basis for self-suspension. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're into okay. that. Yeah, and um, what else might... might what other scenes have we used it? Uh, one one that's always fun to do is the 360 degrees roll forward uh, suspension yeah. transition. Yeah. So you might uh, start from, let's say, a vertical. So you're suspended, uh, well, vertically, and then <laughs> moved into a face down horizontal, and then moved into a full inversion. So head down, feet up, then have your feet flip forward and be in uh, face up horizontal and then come back to the vertical. So it's like you had the whole roll forward, but in the rope and that can yep. take a while. And we have done that again. I would say um, that's going to burn. Like that's yeah. going to put pressure on the hips. All like the fun bubbles on that one. Yeah, I've had some quite, um, particularly in the old office, we did that a few times on our old frame. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but essentially a hip harness is like a really core building block for suspension and it's probably one of the first ties, most suspension ties people learn. Would yeah, you say? I would say if you're getting into suspensions for the first time, having a really good chest harness, having a really, really good hip harness is going to help you a lot. Because if you just have a hip harness and single columns, you can suspend. Well, Technically, you can also suspend with just single columns, but yeah, having a good hip harness is going to yeah, help yeah, you a but... lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the partial we did this morning with one single column on an ankle, um, I don't... You're keen not... to have hip harnesses? I want that hip harness, yeah. All right. Definitely. That's all from us at the Rope Podcast. So don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So iTunes, Stitcher, and come find us on our BetLife page for podcast. Please consider giving us a review on iTunes if you use iTunes because, uh, well, the way Apple works is just that we get a lot more people seeing us if we have reviews. So, yeah, it doesn't cost anything except a bit of time. So if you could please do that, that's awesome. Uh, we also love questions from you, our dear listeners. So you can at any time send us a message on FetLife and we will try to answer your questions in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying.